Hi, this is Jeff Cobra, and we welcome you to this Disney Insights podcast, the last for 2023. Well, having touched on 2023 last week in review, let's see what 2024 has in store. It's going to be a unique year, and I don't think with new attractions offerings being announced just last week that even we have seen all that will still come to guess in the upcoming calendar year. Still, we'll share what we know as we go across Disney parks worldwide to see what's happening with over 30 new attractions and offerings. Join us as we overview all that is coming or that we know is coming in 20. 24. Make sure you also check out DisneyInsights.com where you can get um, images and videos and links and all sorts of things that we have um, that play out the things that we are going to be showcasing and overviewing uh, because there's so many different things and you may, I, I assure you, there are many things you may not be aware of as we go through this podcast. So, check out DisneyInsights.com. Make sure you subscribe so you're notified of upcoming podcasts. Also, make sure that uh, you uh, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast station. And if you get a chance, go to that podcast station or to iTunes. And if you could, give us a positive rating or review for this, the littlest podcast that ever could. Well, all right, let's get going with 2024. And and we had a big rollout of all that we had uh, going on in 2023 last week. If you haven't uh, listened to that podcast, definitely check it out. And yet, I missed a couple of things. So I have to go back and cover a couple of things. Two things that came to Disney Springs at Walt Disney World where we're going to start this podcast. The first is Summerhouse Lake. Summerhouse Lake is a space that I think it was Beatrice that was going to, was that the name of the restaurant? I can't remember. There was a former restaurant that was going to go there after the entire Gloria Stefan's bongos had been completely demolished. And so finally we have uh, the Summerhouse Lake restaurant, which inside, I got to say images, I've not been there yet, but Im- I hope to be there in the next 24 hours. But images I've seen look spectacular. I think this is how I want to redo my home. It's just that good. It's just that impressive. On the other hand, one has to be just a little bit concerned when you start going through the menu. Because the menu is just, um, it's just over the top in terms of pricing for me. Um, I'm happy to say they do... um, they do a sort of brunch at Summer House on the Lake. And so it's nice to see some some breakfast uh, treats that are there, including um, breakfast tostadas and um, jalapeno cornbread and um, huevos rancheros and short rib hash. But here again, like the potato salad deviled eggs, that is actually one of the most affordable things on the menu. I think it's about three eggs halved and then added with potato salad, but $9.95 for three eggs. Meanwhile, an egg sandwich will cost you $16.95. It gets up a lot higher as you go to the dinner menu. All sandwiches hover around just a little under or just a little above $20, whether it's a cheeseburger or a um, sort of club sandwich style uh, turkey stack. 
Um, then you get into um, other menu items. It's just, um, it's a little hefty in my view as to what the pricing is. Uh, signature guacamole is $17.95 brought to your um, uh, to your table. Crispy fish tacos, I enjoy those. That would be a choice I'd make there. But $24.95, There's, um, there is very little that is under... Um, twenty dollars um and most is hovering around 25 to 35 dollars in pricing when you get to lunch and dinner again just a little on the pricey side in my uh my view now another option that just came to disney springs and just opened these last this last week or so it just opened and that is eat by manit shawan shawan i hope i pronounced that correct i apologize but this is uh, the first really Indian-style restaurant that has come to Disney Springs. It occupies the space where the um, the um, counter service Wolfside Pucks used to be. That went away uh, when COVID hit. It's really close to the Christmas store on that side and right um, of that that far end of Disney Springs. But um, they have pizzas and breads. They have shareables. There's a walking taco for $12. There's uh, a chopped salad for $15. I, I'm going back to that summer house menu. They had a cob salad that was $20. Well, you go to Disney's Brown Derby and you, they charge you $20. Only they actually have turkey in their cob salad. And you still have to pay additional amounts to actually add a meat item to that cob salad. So that's kind of where I think it's just... A little much on that, but um, you have Build Your Own Bowl for $18, um, which allows you to pick a base and then pick your kebab and then pick a sauce that you want to go with that. Um, there's just some some really um, unique selections compared to a chicken tikka, non-pizza. Um, uh, just a garlic naan is $5, which again... These are pretty um, pretty low prices for um, for what you see um, in a Disney spring. So you kind of have two, two worlds going on there. Want to check out both, surely, before um, too long. But know that they've already opened, so they're going to be there anytime you visit in 2024. All right, let's head to the Magic Kingdom. We announced this uh, several months ago. Smellafond provides aromas. I don't know how to describe this company. And I'm just a little embarrassed that Disney is doing this basically pachyderms on parade and each one has a uh, different smell um, to it. Um, and I'm it, it's um it's just a little on the side of strange. I saw this the CEO doing a presentation on it. Um, I couldn't find the video when I went back to look for it, but honestly, it was not the CEO's best moment. This is neither Disney's best moment. I just don't understand. I, but I'm happy to be way impressed already. There's signage. Uh, Dumbo's, uh, because it's the sponsor of Dumbo's Flying Elephants, that it's sponsored by Smellophant. 
I say good luck. Always looking for something new and interesting, but I, I, this is, uh, this is kind of surprising. Not sure exactly when it shows up this next year, although they are officially the sponsor at this point. Pirates of the Caribbean themed lounge was a big surprise announcement at D23 this last fall at, um, at Disney's Contemporary Resort. I think more as I look at this and, and see the details on it, it looks like it's going to the old Pirate's Lair where they used to do pirate makeovers. I think that'd be a perfect location for this theme lot. I think it's going to be very popular. Um, people are going to want to just do something different pirate-wise, and this is going to offer that. Big announcement also at D23 was coming this year, the Country Bear Musical Jamboree. They already had shown at D23 individuals who were doing the recording of the different songs and music that's going to come, which includes Henry and Big Al and Wendell and Teddy Barra, uh, Ernest and Terrence and Trixie, and then Liver Lips has been changed to Romeo McGraw. So, but at any rate, it's all coming in 2024. We're not sure when. I think it might be pretty tied closely to Tiana's. Which, we'll talk, which is the next thing to talk about. I was at the Magic Kingdom just um, a week or so ago, and the thing that really stood out as I walked by uh, the new Tiana's Bayou Adventure is how green it is. Uh, there is a lot, of, a lot of vegetation or a lot of green foliage that is becoming part of this experience. Now, at Disneyland in California where the old Splash Mountain sat between uh, New Orleans Square and then became um, Critter Country, Th this look and feel is just perfect because they are really, they're not just hitting a Southern theme, they're hitting a distinctly New Orleans theme here. And yet it seems interestingly kind of, it just, it's a big juxtaposition as you go from the Frontierland Street to this heavy bayou look to then the Southwest um, Big Thunder Mountain. Now, when they built Splash Mountain here, they intentionally made Splash Mountain look a little bit more, it, they tied the colors better to, to um, the adjacent Big Thunder Mountain. I'm not sure where we're tying things together here. It's gonna be interesting. The other thing that seems interesting is if you looked at the presentation that was done um, Thanksgiving on the on the um, uh, holiday special that Disney was offering. They showed a couple of images and, and things going on with animatronics, which includes apparently some of the previous animatronics going back and being recycled, as well as new animatronics. This is huge because up until this point, I've heard nothing said about what was happening to the previous animatronics. I had kind of assumed that they were being retired and yet you need a big cast, especially when you get to the finale numbers. So uh, it was a head scratcher to me. The other thing that was interesting is that the foliage, again, going back to all this greenery and so forth, is much more realistic. As opposed to when you enter Splash Mountain, you are actually going into more of, a, of a, an animated cartoon world. If you remember the trees and limbs, they were much more um, stylized as to something you would see in an animated film. So it's going to be interesting because I like the realism that they're going for at Tiana's. 
It's just that the geographic location seems a little out of place at at um, Magic Kingdom compared to Disneyland. No problem with the one at Disneyland, but Magic Kingdom, it just seems a little different. But notwithstanding, I think people are getting a little more excited about this. And I see many of these things um, from the Pirates of the Caribbean Lounge and Country Bear Musical Jamboree to Tiana's all kind of combining. They haven't said much any about the exit store or that exit location. They've been putting up new floors, uh, new um, walkways. Um, the The entrance building is colorful and has um, a mural that's uh, very distinctly different. Uh, but anyway, lots more to come. I think we'll be hearing lots on Tiana's Bayou Adventure as it readies for opening later this year. And they said late 2023. That could be literally in time for the Christmas holiday, but it might be sooner. Walt Disney World Resort. Let's just go toward the resort as a whole. We'd already talked about Disney Springs. We got a couple of new things opening. The Disney Vacation Club at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. They had t taken previous um, hotel wings and had dedicated them to DVC. This is a building completely dedicated to DVC, um, uh, much like Bay Lake Towers BLT over at Disney's Contemporary or the the separate uh, tower section that they have at uh, Disney's Grand Floridian. I'm very excited about this. I think it's going to add um, more of a pedestrian experience. I, I'm hoping that it more links to the Grand Floridian so that people can kind of just take an evening stroll back and forth from the two to each other. I'm I'm interested. It looks big when you pass by it. It it looks significant. Maybe that's the term I want to use here. But I think it's going to be I think it's still going to be fairly impressive. Fort Wilderness, they premiered the interiors of the DVC cabins just recently and they're doing a lot of marketing using Chip and Dale on these new cabins. They have a much more of a mid-century um, slightly rustic, but not really very rustic at all. Look, um, uh, how do you put that? It, it, clapboard, maybe mid-century look. Um, and it looks nice. I, I don't have a problem with the interiors. Uh, the exteriors seem a little strange to everything else at Fort Wilderness, but maybe maybe that's not a bad thing. I, I can't judge this too quickly, but those will be coming in over, um, I think, the next several months to come. Let's move uh, back to the parks, especially Epcot has got two major things happening here. Um, the first being Communicore, which complements the Communicore Gardens. That whole uh, exhibit space and also uh, outdoor venue, entertainment venue space this is going to be a place for you to visit Mickey and Friends. I think it's going to really add color and a, a nice dynamic at night. Not sure I that multi-space facility. I, th I keep thinking of how, ways in which they used to use the wonders of life interior during food and wine festivals and uh, um, flower and garden festivals, that type of thing. So it'll be interesting to see how that flushes out. I'd like to think it might be ready in time 
for Flower and Garden, but that's only a few months away. It's coming quickly, and I'm not sure that they're that far along to be able to premiere uh, that. Maybe the outdoor venue by then. We'll have to see uh, what happens there. The other thing coming to Epcot, which again was a surprise at D23, was an announcement of a redo of Test Track, which was going to bring in some homage to the original World of Motion experience that was the original attraction before it became known as Test Track. Of course, it's going to have the same um, track ride layout. It's going to go up to 65 or so on the outdoor track. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. I'm very interested seeing what they're going to do to the interior queue. That's where you really could play homage to um, world of motion and I never the design your own vehicles were interesting but it never really I I just tended to go single rider and kind of bypassed it as much as I could so but notwithstanding that's a big change and I assume that means test rack is going to be down um, for a significant um, time during uh uh, during the next year as it's being put into play. Um, but I haven't, uh, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen a, a closing time. Let me just take a quick look and see if I can see online what this might be um, for upcoming closures. Yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah. There is nothing listed as a, an official time for uh, for that. So, but that will be a big that will be a big draw to Epcot as the park more completes itself with Communicore and with Test Track. Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Star Tours: uh, The Adventure Continues or New Adventures uh, Continue um, is going to take um, a little bit of Ahsoka Tano. And that entire uh, play off of the Disney Plus series, which had a lot of good parts. Of course, anything was Ahsoka Tano, I think, is going to be well-received there. She, along with The Mandalorian, are supposed to both be in that um, set of scenes. And I think uh, this is all playing out to uh, more major kinds of uh, plot uh, experiences that are, that are coming to cinema or Disney Plus in the future. So that will be happening with Star Tours. The big one and the surprise is that they announced that The Little Mermaid, the music, The Little Mermaid show that was just off of the main plaza that was in the animation courtyard next to One Man's Dream, The Little Mermaid show is coming back. It's now being retitled as uh, The Little Mermaid, A Musical Adventure. Um, and uh, it looks really very promising. Um, and, you know, I would have been, I would, would have been shocked if they had just simply brought it back. But the fact that they are redoing the attraction, what do we know about that redoing? Well, theatrically, the stage set is being reimagined. I don't know that the water coming down will be one of those things. I've mentioned that that was an issue similar to Disney's Polynesian Resort uh, Atrium 
where water indoors over a long time can create major mold and uh, breathing issues uh, for for people who who spend a lot of time in that. Here they've got a very ornate looking uh, proscenium and set uh, a, a number of sets. Well, the picture that they show is is very revealing because it's the scene from Kiss the Girl, which, if you'll recall, the original show began with a black light puppet show of Under the Sea, and then you met Ariel with Part of Your World, and then you met Ursula with Poor Unfortunate Souls, and then you met a video montage that went on for about a minute and a half, and then all of a sudden uh, the dog was waking up Eric on the beach and the show was over and so here adding this means it's a longer show they are talking about adding not only new set pieces but some cutting-edge effects which you know introduced laser way back in the day you know so it's taking it to a whole new level and I couldn't be more happy the challenge with that theater um, if I were to give advice to anyone who ever visits that theater do not sit in the front because what happens is the stage height, the stage was was not really designed for a theatrical show. As I recall, and I could be wrong on this, but as I recall the original ending where you watch previews in the walking tour was that theater. And then when they decided to create some show, make a theatrical show there, they decided to use that as a new venue and they built a theater behind it, which is where you now go to see um, One Man's Dream behind that theater. And so they took this show, theater, which really wasn't originally designed for stage. It was really designed more for, for screen experiences. Anyway, they refitted it. If you knew how the characters have to get, actually, just a little secret here, the, the backstage area for the cast requires that the guests first come into the theater and then you close the doors to the lobby because the cast has to come through the lobby and then through another door to actually get on the stage. Not a lot of room on that stage. There needs to be, um, it's gonna, it's always tricky. So anything that they're doing to, to improve this and to make this into a new, this is just, this is really amazing news. In my view, it will add to the Disney Hollywood Studios experience. And let me just say, it is a, well, I think it's a sign of things to surprisingly come along in 2024 that we still don't know about. I'll come back to that in a few minutes. Let's move from Walt Disney World. There wasn't anything really to announce that I recall from Disney's Animal Kingdom. They have long-term plans, but nothing coming in 2024. So let's move to the Disneyland Resort. And there, I also have to acknowledge that I missed the opening of the new DVC Villas at the Disneyland Hotel, which people uh, questioned what this was going to look like and how this is going to be. And yet, when it opened, people were very impressed how it kind of tied into the whimsical look and feel. The, it's, it's a one-of-a-kind look, the Disneyland Hotel, that is um, part, you know, back to its 1950s roots, mid-century America roots, but still has a very Disney look to it. It's very cool, and it has already opened. At Disneyland, they promised that the Haunted Mansion would have a new exit store next to it, as well as some new queue space, redoing what is Magnolia 
park or what has been that little park-like area that frames between Tiana's, what is Tiana's now or what was the French Quarter and where the Haunted Mansion was, where you go through to board the Walt Disney World train at the New Orleans station. So we know that that is coming to Disneyland. And beyond that, at the at Disneyland, the big news is really in terms of entertainment and events. First off, Magic Happens, which was a fantastic parade that I had a chance to see when I was out there last summer. That is returning on February 2nd, and I believe continues on for a while at least. Mickey's Mix Magic is their nighttime show, um, their nighttime show on Main Street when they're not doing fireworks. It's kind of a projection show. And then Wondrous Journeys, which was another great offering. It's playing from March 22nd through April 14th. And then they're really, and during this time, by the way, they'll be doing the Lunar New Year, which they do a really big job on over at Disney California Adventure. And they're doing a what's called Celebrate Gospel February 17th and 24th at Disneyland and a food and wine festival at Disney California Adventure from March 1st to April 22nd, which um, they have done that. They've done food and wine festivals throughout uh, for the last number of years. But here's where things get really interesting. April 5th to June 2nd, they're doing Star Wars Seasons of the Force. Now, if you recall going way, 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 way back, to when Bob Iger announced Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, he said that in the interim, there would be a Star Wars Seasons of the Force that came not only to Disneyland, but to Walt Disney World. If you remember um, Star Wars fireworks at night at the studios, and then there were those big barges that came out and they did a, um, a, a, a pageant of different characters that came out, all sorts of things. And of course, um, the the building next to what we've been talking about with Little Mermaid and, and uh, um, uh, um, Launch Bay is was there, but they created a Launch Bay out of at Disneyland out of the Carousel Theater, which had been interventions since um, it had been the, the Carousel of Progress any rate, it sounds to me like they're adding a new Seasons of Force experience. Don't know. I imagine they're going to probably make Space Mountain into Hyperspace Mountain, and they're going to have a lot of different food and beverage and characters walking around. This is a chance to really, this is the first time they've done a Seasons of the Force with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So it's going to be interesting to play out. I'd really like to see this come to Disney's Hollywood Studios. This could be huge. Then from April 26th, all the way to August 4th, over at Disney California Venture, they're going to have Pixar Fest, which also occurred uh, about a year prior to COVID. I think it was 2018 when they did the last Pixar Fest. That's when they premiered the Pixar Pier. And, uh, and they've got a better together Pixar Fest parade. So they've got some, I think, probably existing uh, floats or being remodeled floats and then new floats that are coming on and new characters like Turning Red. Um, and then um, they're doing Together Forever, a Pixar nighttime spectacular. Both of these will run from April 26th to August 4th. Uh, the last thing I should mention in terms of entertainment, there's also Halloween, of course, and 
the celebration of cocoa and the holidays, uh, the Christmas holidays. But the, the last thing I should note is Fantasmic returns on May 24th of 2024. Um, the dragon does not appear to be coming back. Rather, it is some kind of um, multimedia way in which Mickey faces the dragon. I don't know. They haven't given out much. I can't believe they're not redoing the dragon. That just seems like a... Um, plain and obvious thing to do but maybe they've determined that the that the that the materials used to um, get that up and running and every night and so forth were not were not safe on the island so lesson learned there the cool thing that they announced just a week or so ago is that um, one of the big things about Fantasmic as it compares to the Walt Disney World version which is superior in every way possible except for two things the the closing number um at disneyland uses the mark twain to feature all the disney characters which just looks better than the version you see um with steamboat willie which seems like a simpler vehicle the other thing is is they use the columbia sailing ship which has for many years in the last 10 or 12 or so been uh, utilizing Captain Jack Sparrow and a kind of Pirates of the Caribbean experience. Prior to that, it was Peter Pan and Captain Hook, which a lot of people loved. And good news, Peter Pan and Captain Hook are coming back to Fantasmic. And I think that's going to be welcomed and well-received by a lot of folks who love Fantasmic. Of course, the other thing I haven't mentioned, going back to Disneyland, is Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which is behind... Compared to the Walt Disney World version, ours seems to be opening first, but um, but it is very much underway. I shouldn't leave uh, Disneyland Resort without mentioning some downtown Disney additions. They, they had originally had other plans for the west side of downtown Disney and closed those shops and then they temporarily opened some of them and then they closed them again. It's It's been really... Uh, disappointing the uh, the old ESPN, the Rainforest Cafe, the the movie theater. A lot of that has been bulldozed. Little of it retained. But there are some new offerings coming. Din Tai Fung, I think is how I, you pronounce it. It's Chinese cuisine with soup, dumplings, and noodles. That's a major restaurant that is coming in that level that area. Um, uh, then there is something called Parkside Market which is going to offer a couple of things, a soul sister, a casual Korean forward kind of cuisine, uh, sip and sonder, uh, Caribbean inspired kinds of uh, bites, uh, Gigi's chicken shop, uh, which was first in Chicago and now the second one is being done in downtown Disney. This is, this is your favorite chicken fingers kind of uh, venue. Um, similar to what's his name that we have at Disney Springs. And then there's a second story bar. There's also um, the old Catal and Uva bar, which was central in Disney Springs, is being replaced by Paseo and Centrico, which is Mexican cuisine. Um, there's already a kind of a Mexican Tex-Mex restaurant at Disney Springs, but they are... Adding this, I guess you can never have too much Mexican food. It's very, it's so much more popular in um, out west. And then the last one is Porto's Cafe, Bakery and Cafe, 
which I think is going to the old um, Boudin um, uh, cafe, the bread shop uh, restaurant that is really um, closest to Disney California Adventure. That is kind of Cuba, California Cuban style pastries and bites that are going there. I should mention that um, there's a new entry going in and already, again, something I forgot to announce, there is a new stage in Lawn which opened, uh, I think around the first, second week of November. A lot of the architectural look and feel of what's going in is so reminiscent, particularly on the West End, is so reminiscent of mid-century architecture. I think that's becoming the defining look, at least for that end. Now the upper end kind of had borrowed um, a little bit from the arts and crafts movement, um, maybe with a, a, a little bit of deco feel uh, as it kind of blended into Disney's uh, Grand California Resort. Anyway, lots of things coming to Disney Springs. And if you're going out to the Disney or to downtown Disney, so if you're going to Walt Disney World, you're going to want to check it out. And don't forget, we mentioned the new Pixar Hotel as well as the DVC Towers at Disneyland. So there's a lot going on outside the parks at Disneyland Resort. Let's move internationally, um, and let's start with the cruise line. Disney's Lighthouse Point is finally opening this summer, 2024. I didn't quite get a feel for which cruises were going to be there first. I've got a couple of newer images that are available for people to kind of take a look at and and explore. Um, and then for the holidays, 2024, the Disney Treasure. This is probably the biggest thing. I mean, it's a billion plus kind of expansion to Disney when you build one of these ships. And the Disney Treasure kind of uh, takes a more of a discovery approach, uh, more of an adventure approach. You have uh, kind of an almost Arabian Nights, modern um, kind of look um, in the atrium with Aladdin and Jasmine. Uh, um, and then you have all the new uh, look and, uh, well, new um, dis uh, layout that you found on the Disney Wish. Um, and then there are new shows and, and new um, restaurants and everything going there. It's going to be very popular. That is coming like a Christmas week of 2024. It's the very, very, very end of the year. So we really won't get a lot of uh, chances to see what it looks like until until after uh, 2024 has ended. But, but that is definitely on its way and it's going to be pretty exciting. Tokyo Disney Sea Fantasy Springs and Hotel that opens on June 6, 2024. Again, sorry, I mentioned Disney Treasure being the biggest thing. No, sorry, this is the biggest thing because what you have here is a major premier um, high level um, resort experience. And then what is not one new land, but is almost three mini lands in a major addition to Tokyo Disney Sea, one of them being Rapunzel themed, Tangled themed, one of them being Peter Pan themed, and the other being themed to Frozen. This is going to, this is going to change. Uh, this along with the Beauty and Beast edition of Dis Tokyo Disneyland, these are big, big, massive changes. Of course, they've already begun work 
on their new Space Mountain over at Tokyo Disneyland, but that will not happen until, well, probably into 2025 or 2026. I don't know which. Um, but yeah, clearly, this is probably a $2 billion expansion over in Tokyo, and it's it's a major major thing that is going to bring so many people to the parks to check it out. Now, let's talk about uh, Disneyland Paris. Uh, and it is, I don't have anything really to report. We talked a lot about uh, Hong Kong Disneyland, and we talked a lot about um, uh, um, we talked a lot about Shanghai Disneyland, which Already they've had their first accident in the new Zootopia cars where some child was able to get out and then ended up getting somewhat ran over. So not a good, not a good sign. But let me tell you, that over at Disneyland Paris, uh, there's no big new attraction coming, but they've got some really interesting shows and entertainment that really have piqued my interest. The first is Symphony of Colors, which is a daytime stage show around the hub. You remember um, Move It, Shake It, Bake It? I used to refer to it as that. Um, that show that came out right into the middle of the hub at Magic Kingdom that went on for years and was the one thing that went away uh, with, it really has been replaced by the Cavalcades. Uh, through the park and and better received, um, which by the way, those Calicades are apparently moving to an earlier time. They were always late in the afternoon. Now they're moving to morning hours with the three o'clock parade being at, well, surprise me, three o'clock. Um, but Symphony of Colors is that kind of show, but with new sets and new um, costumes and characters. And it just brings in a variety of of some amazing looking uh, things. Now they've always had a great, they've had some great shows. They had a special 30th anniversary show. Disney Dreams Nighttime Extravaganza is coming back to, um, to as the fireworks show with fountains and, and colors and laser and all that projections all in front of the Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland Paris. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, as I think it's going to be slightly updated, but what is more interesting than, than almost the fireworks is that they have been doing these kind of pre-fireworks shows with drones. And, and what they did for the 30th anniversary was a wow, but this, this takes it to a whole nother level in the most uniquely thought through concept. They have decided to take the original Disney Electrical Parade and created as the Disney Electrical Sky Parade. Now, the Electrical Parade had been since park opening through, I wanna say maybe 2002 or something at, at Disneyland Paris. So people knew that show. The fact actually that show went, that show went to Paris from Walt Disney World. And then we took on um, the, um, uh, what is the nighttime show that we had during the 20th anniversary? I can sing the song. It's going to drive me crazy. But at any rate, we had that nighttime show. And then when that went away, we borrowed and took from Disneyland. And we've been kind of swapping back and forth over the years. Anyway, long, long story short, 
They have replicated, there's a video of this on my site, so you definitely got to check this out. The Disney Electrical Sky Parade, it's got all the different floats coming past the castle, including Pete's Dragon. It's so darn cute. They got the music and everything. So cute. They also have a great drone show that they're doing for a period of time called Avengers Power of the Night. It's actually coming back. It was It played the first year uh, when Avengers Campus opened. It's over at the Walt Disney Studios um, Paris Park. And it too is pretty impressive. And they got some pyro launched at the top of a Hollywood Tower Hotel. It happens alongside of that tower and they use the, the tower for projections. Lots of, if you wanna see cool drone shows, you gotta go to Paris. They are doing it big and in amazing ways. Speaking of big things, when I was there two summers ago, you could clearly see through the windows of the Disneyland Paris Hotel, which hotel sits at the entrance of um, of uh, Disneyland Paris Park. In fact, what was interesting is uh, uh, Eddie Sato in in memory of Dick Nunes, and that was two podcasts ago. If you have not listened to that podcast, then you are you do not understand how Disney Parks or the Disney Park experience and how customer service and everything has come to be. Dick Nunes was the man who made that happen in many ways controversial, but he made, he got Walt Disney World open. He got Epcot open. He was a man who made things happen in his own unique way. Anyway, Eddie Sato has this picture of Dick Nunes giving this weird look as he looks up to the Disneyland um, Paris Hotel, I think at the, at the opening of the park, um, dedication of the park. I don't know what, at any rate, Eddie comments how Dick Nunes from the beginning really did not like the idea that a hotel uh, was being put into Disneyland Paris. And frankly, um, it was, while he served as chairman, he did not serve as head of parks when Disneyland Paris was finally um, opened and so forth. Um, at any rate, that, that hotel, which is a beautiful hotel on the outside, um, it has been completely gutted. And what is happening on the inside is drop dead gorgeous. I've got another uh, video from DLRP fans um, that shows the reimagining. If you've not seen the crystal chandelier that is made like a castle with swirling crystals around it. So stunning. And these rooms, they have taken, this is, this is not, the style of, in my opinion, the the Grand Floridian. This is a whole different style and taste, and it is elevated to different princess themes, from Frozen to um, Cinderella to um, um, Beauty and the Beast, and so forth. It is beautiful. New restaurants. Their their um, uh, concierge lounge overlooks the Disneyland Paris Park. Of course, half the hotel rooms overlook Disneyland Paris Park if you have those rooms. I can't even imagine the pricing price point on these rooms. It's going to be... But if you really want to do... If you really want to stay in a superb Disneyland Resort Hotel space, they're even going to have like Streetmosphere characters in the lobby that kind of interact with you. It's just a whole different thing. And all that is, that is the piece de resistance at Disneyland Paris for this year is that hotel opening up. 
Well, there's other things coming. Cotino is opening this summer. It is the story living by Disney residential development outside of Palm Springs. Its first phases are opening up this summer. I mean, sometime this year. I'm not exactly sure the opening time. The only thing else I want to mention that I think is is probably critical to this whole what's happening in 2024. And it harkens back to the sudden announcement about the Little Mermaid. Well, August 9th, 10th, and 11th in Anaheim, California is D23. And I'd like to think, I'd like to think that Josh has learned from the previous D23s not to blue sky, but to literally put out this is what we're going to do. He's already said we're going to spend billions of dollars on Disney parks. This is the event for him to declare what they're going to do, particularly over the next handful of years in Disney parks worldwide. So look for D23. I think there'll be some other announcements that come through the year. I do not think this is all. There's over 30 things we've talked about, closer to 35 to 40 actually. Uh, lots of stuff going on from restaurants to shows to new attractions, but uh, plan on uh, more to come as we venture into 2024. Well, that concludes this Disney Insights podcast. Thanks for joining us. The only other thing I have to tell you is, hey, did you forget something at Christmas? Is there something you just feel like was missing in your Christmas stocking? Well, or did you get a gift card or some cash? Hey, you know what? Go to Amazon and order a century of powerful Disney insights. 100 years. It's volume one. Working through the holiday on volume two. And uh, look to having it premiere in the second quarter of this year. Another big event coming in 2024. So definitely check out the first volume, which covers the Walton Roy years. Check it out. A century of powerful Disney insights available on Amazon. Again, thank you for joining us. In the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage at Tokyo Disney Sea, just around the corner from where that uh, Disney Springs is going to happen. Fantasy Springs is going to happen. Uh, well, always remember, follow the compass of your heart, especially as you move into 2024. Have a great day and have a great new year. We'll see you on the other side as we join and start 2024 together.